alternative GCSE podcast. My name is Emma Howe. I run a very successful business in education and I have a little girl. I am incredibly passionate about education reform. I think we're getting it a bit wrong at the moment. And so I thought I'd start this podcast as a means and way of creating conversation which extends outside of the regular GCSE topics that teenagers learn. It's a podcast that's designed for teenagers parents of teenagers, parents of children, and also teachers. And my hope is that you will be able to be inspired and to think of other ways that you can be successful yourselves in life and also give you some tools to help you. Tools that are just not taught in school, but should be. So here's the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about two things that you don't really hear too much about, that suffering and sacrifice, and how both of these actually contribute to being a really fulfilled and amazing human being. So 200 years ago, although it's debated amongst archaeologists, depending on who you speak to and what kind of fossils they found, humans started to arrive on Earth. We were pretty basic Neanderthals. Our brains were really, really small. We didn't have very much long-term memory. We were driven mainly by a need for food and a need to reproduce. And that was pretty much it. There were very clear, defined roles between the males and the females, of course, because of the role of reproduction. And that was it. But in the last 200,000 years, it's pretty incredible what we have become. Not only do we have incredible pieces of artwork that are worth millions of pounds, we have got novels and books that run in miles and kilometres of libraries all across the world. We've got the most beautiful architecture. We've carved out an incredible history full of ups and downs and horrific tales as well as amazing adventures. And we now are venturing into the world of technology in the last 20 to 30 years. And that's going to take us beyond into a new uh, level of humanity. And some people would call that generation three because we're moving into kind of neuro links and stuff like that. It's all baffling and incredible and the more you learn about humans the more you realize that we are such amazing people but you might be sitting there thinking I haven't really done very much with my life so far and you might be sitting there thinking this at 13 or 14 I know I was in that category when I was younger and even as an adult I still feel like I'm not doing enough and I want to do more and that is a lovely thing to have and it kind of keeps you grounded. Now, today's episode, we're talking about suffering and sacrifice. And it's not really something you think of that attributes to a positive life. But actually, if you don't have a manageable manageable amount of suffering and a manageable amount of sacrifice, there is absolutely no way that you are going to achieve your potential. Let's first of all talk about sacrifice. When I was training to be a primary school teacher, I had a job at a a cinema and I had the best boss ever because I made so many mistakes. I'd basically wake up 
at around 7am every morning I would get into the school because when you train to be a primary school teacher you have to go through a period of training within school and it could be up to 12 weeks at a time from my memory um, where you teach and a teacher supports you in that process and I would do that so I'd get to the school for seven and I'd leave there about four five o'clock in the evening sometimes later And then I would go to my second job, which was to manage a cinema. And I would finish there sometimes. It wasn't every day that I did that. I did that about three days a week. I would leave there about two, one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. And then I'd be up again at seven. I was so tired. I cannot explain to you how tired I was. And I didn't go to my student bar. I didn't do anything else because I was really, really driven to, first of all, come out of university without any fees. Second of all, to come out of university at the age of 21, having saved enough for a deposit for a place of my own. I had this thing in my head that I didn't want to rent. So that's what I did for three years. And it was so tough. My sleep pattern was terrible. I looked terrible. I put on weight. I wasn't eating the right foods because I was just so tired and hungry all the time. And I would really have issues with my job, not as a primary school teacher. I was pretty good in the morning, but by the night time, I would lose money. And one night I remember losing over a thousand, I think it was three thousand pounds in cash. It was a big cinema, uh, sorry, film being released. It was really unexpectedly busy and I had to do the close all the tills, close the whole place and count all the money. And I lost three thousand pounds. And I remember calling my boss up in the middle of the night and I said, Steve, I've lost three thousand pounds. And he was not happy because I'd been searching for about an hour on my own in this huge building. Luckily, I had already put it in the safe, but I just didn't click on the system that I'd done so. The sacrifice that I went through between the ages of 18 to 21 were that I didn't really hang out with my peers at university. I didn't go out and do the drinking stuff that a lot of my my peers did. And I didn't have much free time or develop hobbies or interests like that. But I did have enough money to buy my flat. And without that flat, in hindsight, I wouldn't be living in this beautiful house where I'm living now, because when you invest in property, it does make money. And so that was one really good thing. And obviously, I got a degree and that has led me on a really windy path to now. A long time later, over 10 years later, I'm able to do all these wonderful things that I do. It was hard. It was really hard. And there'd be times where I didn't want to go to work. And there'd be times where I was so stressed out because I had to write my dissertation. Plus, I had issues with my staff members at work. And I remember the sacrifice that was involved in that whole process, that whole the whole three years. But I kept it up. I kept working so much. When I became a primary school teacher, I took on extra work in the evening Um, to build up my tutoring base. And that took sacrifice as well. I didn't have a lot of free time to go out. And again, I didn't look after myself in the way that I should have done. And I wasn't very healthy as a result. But over time, 
I had I was able to stop doing the job in the primary school and kind of take on my own business without waking up at 5 a.m without getting into exercise without forcing my body to go through pain in in a lot of ways I would not be where I am today and I was listening to an episode of the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't know if anybody listens to it, but I really love what he's doing in changing the face of media. And he was on there with Russell Brand. And Russell Brand, I think, is a bit like Marmite. You either love or hate him. I quite like him. Um, I think his language is incredible. And I think that they offer really different perspectives on the story that we're told by media. They were talking about suffering and Joe Rogan is a very, very influential man, although he's very modest and humble about it. He obviously works within MMA and he's a comedian and he's been running this podcast now for so long. If you don't listen to it, I fully suggest you do. He has scientists on, he has Um, MMA fighters, he has athletes, comedians, movie stars, all kinds of people on there where they have three to four hour conversations, which is a lot, but you will learn so much by listening to them. And Joe himself talks about how he is relentless in his pursuit to be better. And he gets up at five o'clock, he does cold plunges, which is like getting into an ice bath. I haven't been brave enough to do that yet. Uh, He gets into the sauna that is such a high temperature because there's lots of science behind why this stuff is really good for you. And he works out a lot before his family get up. And he talked about how he gets his kids to work out now as well before breakfast. And it just calms them all down and sets them up in a good mood. That is a bit of sacrifice because you're sacrificing your sleep. A lot of teenagers that I work with are exhausted, go to the gym after after school, and I know it's hard to get up early, but I do think that if more kids got up earlier and if more families had this kind of like exercise together kind of thing in a healthy, productive way, um, not being obsessive about it, then I think it could really help. And it does help to stretch your brain and calm you down. Just before I came onto this podcast, I was really stressed about something that happened and I went on a four mile run around the villages where I live and it's just completely calmed me down and I'm able to now crack on with my day and get on with things. That's sacrifice and suffering and I think if we don't encourage this kind of idea that you know if you want something you have to work for it we're in a really buy it now culture, get it now culture. We're guilty of the Amazon Prime kind of deliveries coming whenever. But if you make your kids and if you are a teenager yourself, if you work towards something, if you have a a goal that you want to achieve, it can be so good for you. And it can be so good to stretch your brain and challenge yourself. I think if you get into a position where you are not stretching yourself, either physically or mentally, then you can end up in a really strange place where your hormones are dysregulated, where you feel tired, you feel weak, you feel like you haven't got a sense of purpose. But by literally inflicting pain on your body in in the way that is a cold plunge or a sauna or, you know, getting on the yoga mat or just running 
lifting weights, whatever it is that you do, playing football in the cold and you're like, oh, why am I doing this? And then when you're doing it, it's amazing. Doing those kind of things is so good for you. That's definitely something that I would encourage. It's also a massive, massive way to get rid of feelings of stress and anxiety in exams. And so if you can and you're able to, I would start to put this into your daily routine. And that could be literally getting up and going for a walk, doing yoga in the morning. And it's something that I'm starting to get back into because lots of my house has been very topsy-turvy over the last couple of months. And so I am now focused on the next four months and getting my year 11s through their GCSEs. And this is what I'm going to be doing every morning to really focus and centre myself, be a better mum, be a better teacher to you guys, and also get on top of everything that I want to achieve. And I think when you do that, you are a better person and you're just nicer. I think people that tend to be quite reactive and quite angry tend not to do these things. And they kind of live in a world where they are confused why they haven't got the things other people have got. But it's probably because they haven't made the sacrifices and gone through the suffering that other people have gone through. So although I've picked some weird words to call the podcast today, I would argue and suggest that you put yourself through a little bit of managing manage, sorry, sacrifice, sacrifice your time. Don't go out one weekend, do work instead, or wake up early, lose a bit of sleep in order to pursue that physical goal before you start to sit down and work. Because if you are just sitting down all day and working, it's not going to help you. So hopefully that has helped you to think about how you can implement some managed suffering and sacrifice into your day and how it will really benefit you in the long term. Until next time, see you then.